So are you going to get another job? I don't think I'd like another job. <laughs> what are you going to do about money and bills? and? You know, I've never really liked paying bills. I don't think I'm going to do that either. <laughs> uh, well, so what do you want to do? I want to take you out to dinner. And then I want to go back to my apartment and watch Kung Fu. Do you ever watch Kung Fu? I love Kung Fu. Channel 39. Totally. You should come over and watch Kung Fu tonight. Okay. Great. Okay. Can we order lunch first? Yeah. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. We're a podcast that discusses movies and sometimes pop culture-y things. You can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. And you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. So Comic-Con is this week. Yeah. There's already a couple panels that are up on YouTube that we could watch. And I think that's what we're doing tonight. Okay. Uh, I know that the Halloween teaser announcement came out at Comic-Con. Yeah, I heard. So, I guess what I said was true. Oh, yeah. We both were like, yeah. uh, there's more. Yeah. I mean, the movie made money. <laughs> so, if you're yeah. going to make money, you're going to get a sequel. The The announcement was that there are two movies coming, 2020 uh-huh. and 2021. And they said that it... The, st- the story ends in 2021. Okay, so Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be dead by 2020. And uh, and somebody else is going to take over the Michael Myers you mean persona. the character. Yeah, the characters. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean she's just going to be dead. Lori. I hope not. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, we did see a couple interesting trailers this week. That, you know, that meh Tom Cruise movie, Mavericks, <laughs> Top Gun. You still haven't seen the original. No, and I'm not going to. It's it's overhyped. Watch, you're not going to watch the Top Gun sequel either. No, no. Tom Cruise has only been in one good movie his whole entire life. Which one? Edge of Tomorrow. Isn't that what it's called? Is that the one where uh, he? It, it's yeah, like it's a Groundhog the, Day one. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. Yeah, I like that one. No, That's no, the only good no, one the I one like. With Dustin Hoffman, where where Rain he, Man. Yeah, his brother's like I'm a yeah. good driver. But that's a good movie. The problem I have with Rain Man is that uh, he's Tom Cruise is just this bratty little punk, but he always played a bratty little bratty punk little in punk. every damn movie he was in in the eighties. Okay, Interview with a Vampire. That's not a Tom Cruise movie, but he's in it. Yeah, at the uh, at the objection of the author. He's still in it. And it's, it's because still he had. A good movie. It's because he had freaking star power. It's really a Brad Pitt movie. It is a Brad Pitt movie. So, but he's technically in the movie. So it's, yeah, you know, I just don't. I just don't dig Tom Cruise and Angelina Jolie. Or yeah, I don't think Angelina Jolie's ever made a good movie that she's starred in. Yeah, those two just they make just blockbuster hits that people watch, but nobody likes. Mm-hmm. What else did we see trailer-wise? I saw a couple. We saw the Charlie's Angels trailer. Yeah, that was recent. Not excited about that. Oh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. Okay, so if you're not a Kevin Smith fan, you're just not going to like this movie. <laughs> um, if you're a Kevin Smith fan, you follow his podcasts or, or whatnot, you're going to get the inside jokes because he's just full of inside jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And plus I saw a poster. And uh, it's a Blunt Man and Chronic poster. Blunt Man looks kind of like a Kevin Smith type, you know, but muscular. Kind of okay. like Batman. Okay. And Chronic looks a little like Captain Marvel. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a woman this time. Oh, yeah. I I wondered what was going on in that trailer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, anyway, now we can get to business, I guess. (laughs) I'm just really excited about Comic-Con this year. I think uh, we're going to learn some stuff from the Marvel panel. We're going to learn some stuff from the DC panel. We're going to see some stupid trailers that they're going to try and shove down our throats. We'll probably see another Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Probably. And and they'll probably reveal something spectacular. You know, like Vinny Toretto shows up or something. We saw that terrible trailer with uh, that wrestler dude in it, um, John John Cena. Cena. Yeah, he's taking care of kids. and I think they're his kids. It's about a firefighter Okay. It looks bad. Yeah. Oh, and cats. We got to talk a little bit about cats. Okay, let's talk about cats. All right, so... I watched the trailer. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, people have already started parodying it. Oh. Um, they're they're making memes. They're making fun of it. It's probably going to bomb at the box office. I don't know. I know a lot of people who wanted to see this on Broadway who probably go and see it because they couldn't Maybe. get there. There's a couple plays that I would like to see made into a movie. Uh, the Book of Mormon. Uh, Hamilton and Spider-Man turn off the dark. No, I'm kidding about that one. I don't know. I don't know a third one. But those two, first two, yeah. Yeah. Cats, uh, it hasn't been on Broadway in a long time. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to develop this movie forever. The CG is a it's, little wonky. It's all right. I mean. They can pro- they're probably going to clean it up. I'm sure. They're doing that with the Sonic movie. Yeah, they probably put this first one out just to see what the crowd reaction is. Yeah. It's got a lot of star names in this. Yeah, I saw uh, uh, James Corden, uh, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Hudson. Um, I don't know the lead cat girl. I don't either. Um, so she might be from the play or, you know, some, some big star. star. Yeah. Who else did we see? We saw uh, Judy Dench. Yeah, and um, uh, Rebel, Rebel Wilson. Wilson is a cute little chubby girl. Yes, she is. From New Zealand. All right, anyway. Okay, that that was my tangent for today. Office Space. Happens to be one of my favorite movies. Mine too. Made in 1999, or released in 1999. Uh, rated R, one hour, 29 minutes long. It's the 20 year anniversary of this movie. Yeah. No. 1999. Yeah. It's 2019. 2009. Yeah. 2019. So yeah, 20. <laughs> I was All like, right. I did my math. All right, so I can't do math. <laughs> no wonder. Uh, this this movie is written and directed by Mike Judge. He's he makes a cameo in the movie. Yeah. He plays uh, Jennifer Aniston's boss. We've also seen him in the Spy Kids movies. Oh. And he pops up every now and then in other other projects. This movie stars Ron Livingston. Uh, he's mostly known, I think, for Sex in the City. Oh, he? yeah, yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston, she was still doing Friends at this point. Mm-hmm. David Herman. I don't remember seeing anything else. I do. Uh, he was in, I think, Deuce Bigelow. Okay. Uh, and he was in a pot-smoking movie. Can't remember what. Probably. Uh, but he's most known for Mad TV at this time. Okay. AJ Naidu? Naidu? Um, he plays Samir, and and he's a good actor, but I don't recall seeing him in anything else. I don't think so. Um, he might do stuff in his country, or you know, bit parts here and there, mm-hmm. walk on roles. Dieter Bader, 
I knew him from the Drew Carey show. Um, he's one of my favorite character actors, I think. I love Diedrich Bader. He, he kind of talks like this. <laughs> no, no, man. No. I think you get killed for something like that. <laughs> Steven Root is another famous character actor. Yeah, when um, we first watched this, he was one of the most recognizable people to yeah, us. Yeah, he was, he was the only person other even, than Aniston. Yeah, and even, uh, John C. McGinley. Yeah, I didn't we know didn't really him, know at, him all. at that time. No, but and he's one of my favorite actors now. Yeah, yeah. John C. McGinley uh, is on Stan versus Evil uh, right now. Oh, okay. And uh, he was, you know, Doctor Cox on mm-hmm. Scrubs, and I love Scrubs, and I rewatch Scrubs once a year now. Oh yeah. Thank you, Hulu. <laughs> uh, but no, Stephen Root, uh, you, you know him from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, News Radio, Dodgeball. He just plays these characters, and they're all a little weird. Office Space is loosely based on the Milton character that Stephen Root plays, where it was an animated short. I think they only made two of them, and unfortunately, they did not put them on the DVD. They're very short. They're like three or four minutes long. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can find some or find it on uh, YouTube. We're going to need a new DVD, too. Yeah, this one kind of stopped on us at one point and then it went dark at one point uh-huh. so yeah we watched this on our dvd we might just buy a digital copy um it's probably 4.99 because nobody liked this movie the people that have seen it that i've talked to mm-hmm. really love the movie but a lot of people i've talked to never heard of it right like, how have you not heard of this movie watch this movie you'll totally get it exactly we all work in office environment yeah it's, it's almost like uh his Mike Judge just makes these small movies. Mm-hmm. You know, he did uh, the Beavis and Butthead movie. That was probably the one that made made the most money. Oh yeah, um, because Beavis and Butthead were widely recognized. Yes, but then he did Office Space, and it it got some traction, but it it, it made more money after it was mm-hmm. out of the theater. And uh, he did Office Space, then he did uh, Idiocracy. Oh, that's his too. Yeah. yeah. And then he did uh Extract. I don't think I've seen that. You, one. you have. Oh. Um it's Oh wait. Uh George Bluth was <laughs> his freaking name. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah, that's actually really Kunis. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that movie a lot. Idiocracy so, is a perfect vision of what the future is going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just just buds. Seriously, it's just bad. <laughs> I decided that we're going to just subtitle our our title, Happy Fun Time Movie Hour, uh-huh. to A Family-Friendly Look at Rated R Movies. <laughs> I like that, actually. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it, we should just put that in our sub tags or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's just the way it is. Anyway, at the beginning of the movie, we get uh, a brief look at pretty much every major character. Yes. Uh, we see... Uh, Ron Livingston's character, um, what's his name? Peter. Peter. We see Peter stuck in traffic. Well, they're the the three main characters are yes. all three stuck in traffic, and they're all going to Inatrode. No, Inatech. Inatrode is the next one, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, they're all going to Inatrode. Inatech. Um, Inatech. They're all going to Inatech. I wrote down Inatrode. I don't know why, because they work at Inatech. <laughs> yeah, they do. I swear they do. <laughs> But yeah, they're they're driving to Inatech, and uh, he's looking to his right, and he sees this old man in a uh, with a walker, 
just trotting down the road uh-huh. or and down the sidewalk. And he's really slow. He's stuck in the traffic. Traffic to the left of him starts to go. So he just like pulls out in front of everybody and then immediately it stopped. Then the traffic that he was in, the lane that he was in, it starts to go forward. And he's like, oh, well, and it automatically stops. I've never been in traffic where I had to be somewhere that badly. We do see this happen a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. In the Little Rock area. Um, Not so much when I go to work, but probably more when you start to go to work. It's insanity someday. Well, everybody's driving from Cabot and Sherwood and North Little Rock to work in Little Rock. It's worse when you're leaving. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, then we get a little brief look at uh, Michael Bolton. Yeah. And he's uh, singing uh, a song (laughs) by Scarface. Is that the artist? I think it's uh, Scarface or Ghostface Killer. I think it's Scarface. And it's a rap song. There's a lot of, um, what, what's that genre of rap called? Gangster rap? Yeah, there's a lot of gangster rap. You sound this. like the whitest human being on the planet. I, what's that type of genre called? <laughs> oh, yeah, gangster rap. So there's a lot of gangster rap in this movie. Yes. So there's a lot of language here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a black man selling flowers on the side of the road walking towards him and he slowly reaches over and kind of stealth locks his door rolls up the window turns down the radio until the guy walks by and he starts blasting the radio i got my pistol point you know whatever (laughs) ready to say non-stop drops i don't know it's just ridiculous because nobody cares no it was 1999 i know um you know rodney king i don't know I don't so know. then we get. I, I think there's still people that do that. Yeah. Then we get uh, a look at Samir, who mm-hmm. is. He's agitated. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to I've put never it. seen somebody road rage like this uh, where they're punching their steering wheel no. and just freaking out. No. Um, because tra- traffic's just not moving. We see a little shot of Milton. Yes. Um, played by Stephen Root. He's just sitting on a park bench mumbling because that's that's what he does. He just mumbles a little bit, burn the place down, you know that kind of. Yeah, deal. and he is kind of grotesque. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not the healthiest looking person. No. Uh, then we get uh, Gary Cole is in this movie. Forgot to mention Gary Cole. I love Gary Cole. Yeah. Gary Cole is driving a Porsche, and the license plate says "My Porsche." Mm-hmm. Um, what did you notice about the, the license oh, plates? All the license plates don't have states they, where a state would be. It just it's, Like a state logo? Yeah, it's, the... it's just, no, there's no logo. There's no mention of a state or anything. It's just in American flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just generic. Uh, very generic, but it's California. Come on. I'm sure it's California. <laughs> and, and so he's, he parks in his spot. Now I told you earlier that where I work, management parks the furthest out. I really like that. At least, at least the management that I've seen come from the other side. And one of them is our, uh, cell manager. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they park back. So what they're doing at Inatech is they're preparing, uh, banks for the Y2K bug that was going to destroy earth in 2000. (laughs) It was epic. Yeah, Family Guy parodied it uh, where they locked themselves in their basement 
and planes were falling from the sky as soon as it hit midnight. Satellites, people were burning alive for no reason. Yeah. And then Peter goes, huh, did y'all hear that? <laughs> that actually sounded like Cleveland, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know what the Y2K thing was, yeah, it was that computing was only set for two digits. So... 96, 97, 98, not four digits. Yeah. So when it hit 2000, they were didn't know what was going to happen. Right. And really, it just reset to zero. Yeah. And so people were like, well, my credit card will be paid off because it'll think it's 1900 and I didn't get my credit card until 1992. Yeah, you know, it's just silly. Just goofy stuff like that. I can't imagine how much the tech industry paid to fix that. Right. Now... This has happened to me at work where somebody would come up to me and ask me about something and I'd explain, you know, what happened, what's, what's going on. That person would be satisfied with my answer, walk away, only for somebody else to show up and ask me the same damn thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I already told so-and-so this happened, it's fixed, everything's cool and they're like, okay. And they walk off, and then another person will show up. Now, I do have a lot of people above me, mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, they're all biting at the neck of the person below them. Right. And I'm a low person on the stick, so I get it. I just don't like to explain myself. I'm like, can these people just maybe mass text and say, oh, I've talked to Eric. Everything's it would okay. Be nice, but, you know, moving parts, people don't always communicate well. Yeah. Yeah, he forgot his TPS report. So Gary Cole's character comes up and says, yeah, we're going to have to send you that. No, I got the memo. I got the memo. It's right here. Yeah, I'll just fax you over a new memo. You know, that kind of stuff. It's very frustrating Yeah. because I know that feeling. Yeah. And then the next guy comes in. Mm Mm-hmm. Did he have three people or just two? He just had two, but a third person called him. Oh, that's right. So... There was that. And then, you know, we cut over to Michael Bolton and Samir. And I guess they're giving out payroll or I don't know what that woman's doing. It wasn't Friday yet because we know what happened on Friday. Yes. So. We get paid on Thursdays. Yeah. So. Maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. But the woman had no clue that Michael Bolton worked there and she didn't understand Samir's name at all. She's listed as temp. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. They, her character isn't fleshed out. Yeah. She's new. But they're like complaining about this copier and I don't have trouble with our copier work. Oh, I have had exact instances just like these people. Yeah. Paper jams that you can't figure out why it had a paper jam. I literally had one copier that one day it just decided it wasn't going to print anything. I took it apart. Granted, you know, I didn't break it until after I got a new copier that day because I couldn't, it wouldn't do anything. So I took it apart to try to find where's the little piece of paper. I couldn't find why it wouldn't copy. I took it and I smashed it. (laughs) It was the best feeling ever. We'll talk about that in a little bit. (laughs) But, you know, Peter comes up to him and says, you know, I got to get out of here. Let's go get some coffee. Yeah. And it's, I don't know how long they've been there. It's probably about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I don't know many corporations that would let people just walk off the job. Though. They let them do anything they wanted. It was a little it weird. Seemed. 
Samir and Michael are both very comfortable in their jobs. They feel confident that oh, they're yeah. the best programmers there. They go off with Peter, and Peter, you know, ogles the girl, played by Jennifer Aniston. Yes. And he wants to ask her out. Just can't do it. Yeah. He's he's a he's wound also up dude. In a relationship. Yeah, she's cheating on him. He doesn't know that. Everybody else does. It's funny. He keeps t- he keeps saying, you know, I get the feeling she's cheating on me, and everybody's like, yeah. We, yeah, we know what you mean, dude. Yeah. What, what does that mean, guys? Oh, nothing. <laughs> you just get that feeling. But, yeah, he gets coffee, just stares at her, talks about, you know, if they had a million dollars, what they would do. And, you know, Samir, Samir cracks me up because his, his mindset is always, you know, responsibility, right. being responsible with your money and, and learning things. You know, when they later talk about laundering money they're like we can't even launder money he goes yeah we don't have enough experience if we build up some experience you know did little things here (laughs) and you know the way he taught thinks is very analytical i guess you can call it Mm -hmm. um but anyway they're going back to anatech and then we meet tom yes now tom is this doomsayer we all have a tom at work we do we're gonna be fired soon they're gonna lay everybody off soon the only time that any of these rumors coming from these doomsayers has ever come true was when we got moved from 12 to 8 hours. But that's only because they were told they were going to be moved from 12 to 8 hours. Everything else they ever talk about is always made up. <laughs> so I don't know where they think these things. They just assume these things. But yeah, they're bringing in these two guys and they're going to review everybody's jobs. And yeah, there, there are people that are going to get fired. But he's like, oh, we're, we're all doomed. We're all fired. They're not going to fire you till after the 2000. Some of them, no. Right. But, you know, they can always get new jobs. Yeah. And then they're all, like, hanging out at Michael's cubicle at one point. Even Tom. And uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, the guy that built or made the pet rock, he made a million dollars. I had an idea once. Now, I knew this guy, too. Where where he had this dude I worked with when I was like 16, 17 years old. I was like working maintenance at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he made this math game that nobody can figure out. Why would you make a game that no one could figure out? I don't know. He showed me the design. It made no sense. There was, n- there was ridiculous math involved. And I think it was ridiculous because now that I have been in math classes... It was made up crap math. Oh. So this dude was real dumb. Real, real dumb. And uh, he'd start off every conversation with, uh, yeah. And his wheels didn't really work up in his brain. Oh, and he thought he could do... uh, Yeah. He he got a patent for it. He had a dream. Yeah. He had a patent for it and everything. But he only wanted to talk about this stupid game that he almost made. All the time. That's what Tom's doing. He has this idea where he had a mat called his jump to conclusions mat. Mm -hmm. And that people would, I don't know, roll dice and then jump to that conclusion or just jump to the, see how far they can jump to the the conclusion. The game didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But it was cute. And Michael Bolton even says, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) And and Samir even says, "Ah, stupid, very, very bad. Peter's apartment. You know, he sits there, and uh, uh, his neighbor, Dieter Bader's character, Lawrence, he's like, 
hey man turn it to channel nine he's like dog gonna just it, it, just come over <laughs> well, can we just pretend like we're not like listening to each other through the walls i've never lived in a place that sensitive we've I heard have. other people in some of the places we've lived yeah but never like as if we were just talking. Right. That's why I like the apartment that we're in is like I never hear our other oh, neighbors great. unless I'm in the bathroom. One time I sneezed and another person shouted, bless you. <laughs> so I felt a little violated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, he shows him a like just a topless woman. It wasn't even a breast exam. It's just some topless was, woman. She was doing a self breast oh, exam. She? That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Yes. And then he was like, yeah, she looks a little like Anne. He's like, yeah, I feel like she's cheating on me. He's like, yeah, I get that feeling too. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, it's a running gag for like the first five minutes. Yeah, and, and, and he's he's going on Friday. He's going to go to this hypnotherapist, but he was what? Uh, I forget what they called him, but he's not even got a degree. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, that's what that first title meant. Oh, um, so he's going to this hypnotherapist because he helped Anne lose all that weight. And she's anorexic. Like, she's anorexic. Yeah, what I'm saying is he did a really good job. <laughs> you know, a good, good thing to say, right? And he just, he knows that they're going to make him work on Saturday, and he's just freaking out about that. Yeah. And so, you know, Lawrence comes up with this idea, you know, just duck out a couple minutes early. Um and and uh, turn off your answering machine. No way. It's a foolproof plan. Well, it didn't really work. But no. anyway, uh, they they have that company meeting and we meet the Bobs. Yes. One of them is John C. McGinley and the other one, I don't know his name. So they all go to this meeting. They learn that uh, they're, all their jobs are going to be reevaluated. And uh, they, they talk in this, uh, I like to call it management high speak. Yeah. Because they have to use specific words mm -hmm. and to get you motivated and, not and challenged and excited. I hear it all the time. We have so many meetings at work and we don't need them. Like there's people from another company that just closed down that were like, we, we had meetings probably once every six months. That's about it. Maybe that's wow. why they're closed down. I don't know. Um, they're closed down because... Uh, products are too expensive to buy oh i have meetings all the time i know and it drives me crazy you're like i'm walking into a meeting can i talk to you later <laughs> uh, i guess so uh so yeah so he's on the phone with milton and milton's complaining about you know everything and it really doesn't make sense He's complaining about his desk and he, how they've moved just, him six times. Yeah, and, he was just asking Milton to turn his radio down, too. Yeah, that was right at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about he's on the phone with him. They they have cubicles next to each yeah. other, but he's trying to leave, and Milton's on the phone oh, with him. Oh, that's right. And so it's mm -hmm. just this hectic scene, and then he pops his head up over the uh, cubicle, and he sees Gary Cole, you know, Lumberg, uh, just straddling, strolling around the cubicles. Mm -hmm. As in, he seems like the weirdest, most uninterested, involved person I have ever seen in my he life. He doesn't seem like he does anything except walk around. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Milton? Yeah. He's extremely mean to Milton. Yes. 
like almost for no reason. I've seen bosses be intentionally mean to people, but not on that level. Yeah. Like there is spite there. Yeah. And so I don't know what their history is, but there is spite. So he has to work on Saturday. And Sunday. And then, yeah, and he goes, oh, and also, uh, we're going to need you on Sunday, so just show up Sunday, too. So he's working seven-day weeks. So he's never getting time off. Right. This is how people end up committing suicide. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to the hypnotherapist that night, and he's talking about how every day he lives... The next day is the worst day of his life. And the hypnotherapist goes, so was today the worst day of your life? And Peter's like, yes. And he's like, that's really messed up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Like, can you do something to where, like, uh, can you hypnotize me to where I, like, go to work um, and think I'm fishing all day and I come home thinking that I fished and I'm happy? And he's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> So, so, uh, more people would do this if they, if they could. Yes. Yeah. He starts the hypnotist thing and uh, the hypnotizer, the the hypnotist, he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gets him right under and then he keels over. Like it's visible. Everybody else in the room is like, wait. Something's going on because he's starting to sweat. Yeah. He keeps, you know, flexing his hand. And I like, do that too, though. I, I, I kind of freak out every now and then because I'm like, why do I have a weird pain in my arm? I'm dying right now, aren't I? You know, I get that. But, yeah, he's just sitting there all calm and happy while everybody's like, do something. And he's like, right. mm, yeah, everything's good. Goes home, goes to bed, stays in bed. Until at least three, maybe longer. He gets up to talk to Anne at one point. Yeah, and, and it's three her. o'clock. Is it three? Yeah, yeah, she goes, it's three in the afternoon. Where, well, I thought you were going to be at work. Which means, why is she calling? Unless Lumberg called her to find out where Peter was. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, he's got mostly Lumberg on his answering machine. And for those of you that don't know, an answering machine is what voicemail turned into. Yeah. I thought I'd never use voicemail. Oh, yeah. I thought, I was like, nah. It's great for telemarketers. Yeah. Yeah, he sleeps all day. The the thing I thought was interesting is that uh, he doesn't show up for those two days, comes in late the next day, and he still doesn't get fired. No. But he's calm enough to ask Jennifer Aniston's character out. Well, that's the funny thing. Instead of going to work. Joanne. That's yeah, her name. Joanna, yeah. He goes to Chotsky's. Yes. Which is a discount TGI Fridays. Yeah, there's, there's a Chili's. And apparently There's this was, flingers. yeah, but no, the, the chilies they, they were allowed to use because they were just trying to get more advertising outside of California. Oh. So they, they did that as like a nod. Yeah, you can use chilies. They wanted to use Fridays and they wanted to use uh, a different one. It's similar. Mm-hmm. All three of them are similar. But yeah, Fridays is like, I, I wouldn't want to work there. Not if it was TG, like this. TGI Fridays. Yeah, TGI yeah. Fridays. Your is of flair. Right. When he asks her out, he says, "I'm gonna be at Flingers, and I'm gonna order. I'm gonna sit there, and I'm gonna have lunch, and you can show up if you want." So she shows up, and they get to talking, and he's saying like, 
yeah, I hate my job. And she's like, ah, I hate my job too. And he goes, yeah, but I think I'm just not going to go back. <laughs> she's like, you're not going to go back. How are you going to pay bills? Yeah, I don't like those either. I'm not yeah. going to pay those. Yeah. You know, he's just like all nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. I wish I was that calm. I know I know somebody that's pretty calm. And it's it's really off-putting sometimes. Really? Yeah. He's, he's just like real mellow all the time. <laughs> So, but I, what I noticed was she would hide her flare with her yes. hair. Mm-hmm. So she would put it her hair down stuff. and and cover the suspenders that had all her flare on it. And she's supposed to what wear fifteen pieces of flare. Mm-hmm. And she That's has the minimum. She has exactly fifteen pieces of flare. And her boss talks to her about it and says, you know, Devin over there. I don't remember his name. It yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, he has thirty-seven pieces of flare. And she goes, so you want me to wear more? And he goes, I don't think you're getting it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, she gets it. You don't get it exactly. So this interaction between Peter and Joanna is really really nice to watch actually yeah because she's like oh yeah whatever and then he goes yeah i'm gonna go home and do this and then i'm gonna watch kung fu and she's like instantly hooked yeah she's like i love kung fu <laughs> like she's in like a trance at that yeah. point. yeah she's and like i like you kung fu was a good show i think um it was on channel 43 up in ohio when i when i, when I lived up there when i first moved up there it was on channel 43 and uh I watched episodes, but I was so young. I don't remember them, and I don't know if they were good or not. It's like a, a Chinese man moves to the Old West, and he's a monk of some sort. Yeah, I don't. I kind of like phased out when Dad would watch the yeah. show. It starred uh, David Carradine, um, most famously for uh, self uh, asphyxiation, uh, uh-huh. erotica, yeah. mm-hmm. and dying in. Thailand or something. Um, we, he is a we weird guy. He's most famous also for just his acting. Everybody knows who he was. Auto erotica asphyxiation. <laughs> he uh, was in Kill Bill. Yeah, he's Bill. He's, Bill. Um, he's in a lot of other stuff uh, where he plays Asian people. And I don't think he's Asian at all. I don't think so either because if you see his brother, he's very white. Yeah, Keith Carradine and uh, and uh, the one that uh, the one that played uh, the nerd. He's a Carradine. He's oh, the one that's yes. married to uh, the hot Goonie, uh, yes, Martha yes. Plimpton. So <laughs> you thought he was going to say the other one? Yeah. He goes back to the office, and he has to have this meeting with the Bobs. Yes. But he's just there to get his black book, and he's just moving around. They're like, "Dude, you're you're in deep, you know, uh-huh. doo doo and whatnot." And he's like, "Yeah, I got this number in my head, and I can't get it out of my head. So I'm here to get my black." So he gives his blood. Hey, uh, we we have these meetings today. You know, you missed your meeting. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go in and talk to them right now." He just waltzes in, pours himself a glass of water, and talks to the Bobs. And uh, one of one of the conversations with the Bobs, like Michael Bolton's character. Now, you know, it's it's the elephant in the room, right? Right. His name's Michael Bolton. There's a famous singer named Michael Bolton. He loves Forrest Gump and and Captain Jack Sparrow. I know that much about Michael Bolton now. Um, he's gotten a lot better to listen to. He's he's married to Nicolette Sheridan, I think her name is. Really? Yeah. Yeah, one of the Desperate Housewife girls. Oh, okay. Milton is getting moved. Like, they're moving his desk all the way back so they can put some boxes in there. I don't see how they can do that. And he takes his cube. red stapler. 
Yeah, another just mean thing to do. Oh, there it is. I'll just take that. And the stapler is a swing line. It's a red swing line, which is like a unicorn. Yeah. So, anyway, they're talking to... He's talking to the Bobs, and he talks about how he, you know, his day goes, and how he only does about 15 minutes of work. And they're like, ooh, this is challenging. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got five bosses. He says he has eight bosses. Eight bosses. He, and his motivation is not to get talked to. Right. Which I can understand. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's that. Um, they think that he's management material at that point. I just am flabbergasted by this yeah. thought, too. Milton's laid off. But he doesn't know it. And he doesn't know it. Nobody told him, and they keep paying him. More than likely what happened is they told him, and he just kept showing up. Yeah. I could see that. But they move, eventually they move him down to the basement. He's not receiving a paycheck at the end of the movie. Tom does get fired. So does Samir and Michael Bolton. Yes. Which is where Peter... So, Michael's always talked about how he could make this virus, basically, that would, you know, take halves of cents. Fractions. Yeah, minuscule amounts. Right. And so, Peter, in his infinite, you know, calmness, decides that when Michael and Samir are going to get let go, they should... They should do this plan on their last day. Yeah, and... It's uh, hilarious. We'll talk about the music now, is that the soundtrack is is unique. Because it's all gangster rap. Yes. Um, Even at the end where they're doing a version of Take This Job and Shove It. Yeah. Still, it's a gangster rap. Mm -hmm. And uh, they play a lot of Ghetto Boys, Snoop Dogg, Scarface, um, and others. And I remember uh, downloading a lot of these songs because they're just really good. Yeah. And it's the only way I would have known about the Ghetto Boys because, yeah, I'm just not in that scene. It's not my culture or whatnot. But, yeah, I call it the Superman 3 virus. Yeah. Because Richard Pryor does this in Superman 3. And almost the same exact thing happens. Oh, they take too much. Yeah, he takes too much. He gets found out. And then they kidnap him and make him make green kryptonite that turns superman into two people and i mean it's just a weird freaking movie the more the moral of the story is check your decimal points yeah or don't steal well yeah that too that's that's ideally what you shouldn't do but yeah so so tom got fired and he was depressed he was going to kill himself in his yeah. car yeah. in his garage his wife showed up Asked him what he was doing. He's like, oh, I just was just sitting here. I didn't realize it was so smoky. Opens the garage door. Leaves. Immediately gets hit by a truck. Uh, breaks his wrists, his leg, his oh, back. he's all messed yeah. up. And so he's throwing a party because he's got this huge seven-figure settlement. And so he's throwing this party. You get to see his jump to conclusions, Matt. Um, this other dude, he's going to show some girl his O face. Oh. Yeah. Um and, and and this is where he also tells Peter that Joanna slept with Lumberg. Yes. Which just destroys their relationship for right. like five minutes. So yeah, but before that they when they were going to the party, he's he was he said, Don't mention this to anybody, blah blah oh, blah. Yeah. And uh She she's like, Isn't that stealing? No. Right. Yes, it's stealing. Yes, it's stealing. And they they even talk to a lawyer who just happens to represent Tom. 
And he's like, oh, if you steal, you're going to go to a federal prison, you know, and there's no conjugal visits. Right. And for some reason, the conjugal visit thing um, brought Samir on to this. Like, yeah. like you'll they go to just, prison and they they'll just, just give you a woman. Women. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just makes no sense to me. But t- but he's in in it. And uh, so on the way home, she's still worried about him and doesn't want him to get in, put in jail. And then he talks about how she had sex with Lundberg. And she's like, oh, yeah, Lundberg. And he's like, oh, my gosh, he's the devil. He's the worst. And it's all mistaken identity. Right. So they go through with it. You see their floppy disks. Uh-huh. And they upload the program. And they have this side bank account down for whatever was playing. I love that song. I always get a little nostalgic when I see a hard disk it. Yeah. I'm like, aw. Yeah. And uh, I remember having stacks of them and being like, this is this game. This is like, yeah, I loved it. But Michael and Samir get escorted out by security. We don't see that, but they say it. Yeah. And it's like, like, we're going to steal something. And, And Peter, who now has four employees under him at this point. He says, oh, I got I got something for you. And it's a copy machine. Mm-hmm. And probably one of the most iconic scenes in movies. Yes. Because they're playing still by the, uh, the Ghetto Boys. Uh-huh. And they just destroy this thing. And you could see the rage in their faces <laughs> when they're destroying this copy machine. In fact, they have to pull Michael Bolton back at one point. Yeah. And then suddenly he gets free and he just jumps on that thing. <laughs> He's just stomping it, punching it with his hands. I mean, he, it just goes crazy. You're rage and then, and then he takes he takes a, a piece of it with him. Like, this is mine now. Like a trophy. Yeah. yeah. He's just so, dragging it. Very, very visceral. It's a scene that's been parodied quite a few times. Yeah. Like, we've seen uh, Family Guy do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anybody else offhand at the moment. Yeah. But I know it's been parodied, it's been parodied a few parodied times. A few times. But yeah, I, I love that scene. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie right there. After that... Joanna's being talked again about her flair. Yes. And somebody says at one point, the Nazis had pieces of flair they made the Jews wear. I know. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) That is a crazy, crazy thing to say. I think Peter said that. Yes. In the car. Yes. It's like that escalated quickly. (laughs) But yeah, Joanna quit her job. She flipped off the boss. She, yeah, she's like, do you want to see my flair? Here's my flair. Yeah. And she hates the job. She quits. We get to Peter again, and he's checking the bank. There's like over $300,000 in the account already. Yeah. Pretty bad. They uh, they have this scene with the uh, the birthday. Yes. Now, big. was this birthday the saddest birthday you've ever seen in your life? Everybody was like, happy birthday to you. <laughs> and the cake was a little smaller than it should have been. For a, a company that size, yeah. yes. And they're passing down cake and Milton tries to take one. They're like, no, they're pass it down. They're passing huge pieces yeah, of cake, Yeah, they're gigantic too. pieces of cake. And no, we, we everybody can get a piece. And he goes, well, but the, the you're cutting it too big and it, it's going to be, I, I don't get a piece. I didn't get a piece last time and I haven't been paid yet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he just constantly mumbles. Yeah. And uh, he gets down to the lady next to him. She takes her piece of uh-huh. cake, does not pass it to Milton. No. 
and uh, she starts eating the cake, and he's watching all these people eat cake. Um, the next scene, we see Milton down in the basement in the dark, um, which I think is one of the Milton cartoons. Oh, okay. Um, at least a kind of like an homage to the right. Milton cartoon. And uh, Lumber comes down, and he tells him, you know. He's, and he's eating cake. He's eating cake. He's like, yeah, you should do something about the cockroaches problem that we're having. And he's like, that's not my job, and, and I haven't been paid yet. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll get you some pesticides and stuff. And, and you, you can hear Milton for probably the second or third time say, I'm going to burn this place down. And then he turns the lights off on him. Yeah, and he just shuts off the lights and goes back upstairs. The, the guys, though, they're, they're trying to figure out how to launder money. And uh, we get a cameo from Orlando Jones. Mm-hmm. Can't really tell you what he's been in. He was in The Time Machine. He was As in, the librarian, um, that that alien movie, uh, Jurassic Park. No, the one with um, the X Files guy, David Duchovny. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Evolution. That's a good movie. Uh, but they're trying to figure it out, and uh, he he talks real like weird and they're like oh you've done crack you must know how to launder money mm-hmm. and so they tell him the whole story and he's like i lied i'm uh, out of work computer programmer <laughs> yeah. and from uh, the competitor in yeah, yeah. introd and he's like i don't know anything about laundering money selling magazines is my thing they're like wait you're from introd you're not going to tell anybody and then uh he buys, uh, Peter has to buy 50 copies of... 40 copies of Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, great is Lawrence has heard all of this. And he's, you know, he's like, uh, I don't think we should yeah. talk right now. <laughs> so Peter decides, I'm not just going to take the fall for it. They close the account. He uh, packs his bags, goes to Inatech, puts a confession letter in the envelope with the $300,000, throws it under Lumberg's uh, door, and walks out. Immediately regrets it. Yeah, immediately regrets it. Tries to to get it it back. And and he can't get it back. And so he just leaves. The next morning, well, we'd already heard about the the glitch in the system earlier. But the next morning, Milton's still complaining about his, you know, non-paycheck, you know. And so they're like, you're going to have to just wait until Lumber gets here. He'll be here very shortly. And so he walks off, but then the secretary has to walk off for some reason. I think she was just like, I need to escape this desk. Yeah. And so he comes back and nobody's there. So he goes up to the door, turns the knob and opens it. It was unlocked. Uh Peter could have just gotten that money out and just been like, okay. Or at least the letter. And then the next scene, Peter's coming to work. Place is on fire. Um, everything gets burned up in the, and there's no evidence apparently. Yeah. I don't think, I, I think the digital records of everything were on site. Yeah. So they probably wouldn't have been able to trace it as well, even right. though there was a bank account. Yes. Probably in Peter's name. Duh. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But the, the place is burning down. Peter's looking around. He sees Milton pop his head over a crowd, and then you see Milton just running away. Uh-huh. Milton burned the place down. And Peter just laughs because yeah. he knows that's exactly what happened. Um, so Samir and Michael, they get a job at Inatrode. 
and Peter is working with Lawrence in construction, and he likes the job. Mm -hmm. He's finally happy, it seems. Yeah. And then that's pretty much the end of the movie. He finds the red stapler. He says, I know somebody that might want this. And then they cut over to Milton, who's on a beach somewhere. And uh, he's he ordered a Mai Tai, but they gave him a margarita. And there's big, big chunks of salt on the rim of the glass. Big, big <laughs> chunk. And the, the, the waiter has no idea what he's saying. He walks off and he goes, I can put strychnine in your guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so he's Milton, just murderous. I just wanted to see a movie that was just a Milton movie where he just murders people. Like yeah. he's the he's the evil mastermind behind you know something. That, that's a one time watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the end of the movie. Um, what 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 scene did you like the most? So the scene where they're beating up the fax coffee machine. Something you can relate to. I completely relate to this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that scene. Um. Yeah, I think that's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Yeah. That and uh maybe the the uh the heist part of the where, movie. Where they're dancing? No. Oh. Where where oh, they're, they're switching, switching off, off yeah. the stuff and yeah. it all looks like spy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um The Ocean movies probably stole that scene <laughs> or stole awful. that idea of showing like uh a flashy way of doing something mundane yeah you know i also enjoy the scene where uh joanna gives uh gives the finger yeah what scene did you think was probably not as good what scene did you like the least i'll tell you mine well uh, yeah let's hear yours mine is uh peter's dream oh yeah where ew Lumberg is having yes. sex with Jennifer Aniston, allegedly. Well, it's a foot. You see, you see you a leg a or a foot. Yeah. And he's sipping on a coffee, yeah. gyrating his hips. Be like, yeah, if you could move your leg just a little bit more to the right. Yeah. It's I mean, so it's, icky. it's, yeah, it's disturbing. <laughs> so that's, that's I the do scene. a good job blocking that scene out. Yeah. So what about the cinematography? Um, he uses wide shots. He uses close-ups. Uh, he does panning shots. Mike Judge, even though this is his first live-action movie he did, um, did a much better job uh, directing this movie than people who just set up a camera and just show you the scene. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that he just he used tricks that he knew. Mm-hmm. Um, from maybe paneling and storyboarding yeah. and say, no, I, when we do the cartoon, we do it like this and we mm-hmm. do this round shot of going around the people. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there's one scene that's really artsy mm-hmm. because you're, you're seeing it from Peter's desk and the, the accounts payable or accounts yeah. receivable lady. You see her in the background. Mm-hmm. You hear her. Yes. Yes, and if I had to listen to that all day, I would I would shoot her. You don't like that? No. Oh, I love that. I, I love mimicking that because it's hilarious I know. to me. Well, it's funny, but if I had to... If, <laughs> oh, no, if you had to sit there for eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, it would just be terrible for me. But the, that's really smart cinematography. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily have to focus Mm-mm. on the point of annoyance. Right, and also there was a scene where... Uh, 
it's in slow motion and this woman walks by Michael Bolton's desk and goes, oh, hi, Michael oh, Bolton. Yes. And he looks happy at first, like he's smiling. And the woman walks the, by, says that, and deer. he just immediately just snarls. Yeah. Like, Ugh. <laughs> that was really smart, too. So. Um, it was done well. The The music, I think, was perfect. Mm-hmm. From what I understood, the uh, the distributor of the movie did not understand why it was rap music and why it couldn't have been some other kind of music. Yeah. And Mike Judge was like, because this is funny. Yeah. It's a funny movie. Yeah. And it, it's ironic to have gangster rap with a bunch of white dudes in suits. Absolutely. Um, Like that uh, Dynamite Hacks, Boys in the Hood. Oh, doing a, I love that. Doing that song. Yeah. And just playing polo and golf. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That's comedy. I know that this movie lost money. Or it didn't make as much money as he wanted. I don't have the figures with me. But I think maybe it was probably mostly shown domestically because it's a more American concept of a movie. I think a lot of other countries have cube farms. I'm sure they do. I'm just saying that it's more relatable to Americans because we all just hate what we do. Eh, Yeah, some. I like my job. However, he has made more movies. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of hoping that he'd eventually make a lot more movies, and he hasn't. Mm. But he's made enough. Uh, I really liked, like I said, the music. I liked the brightness of the movie. I think the characters the were characters, really developed well. Yeah, they were all likable. Even Lawrence was really yeah. fleshed out well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know a guy like him. Like, and I'm sure Diedrich Bader brought most of that. He's like, hey, Eric, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. You drinking a beer last night? Yeah, I drank a little bit of beer last night. And he's like, he's like hey, buddy. <laughs> I, I was sitting on my couch. My old lady's like, baby, you want me to go to the liquor store and get you some beer? And I'm like, oh, baby. I would love for you to go get me some beer. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's a weird dude, but <laughs> I like him. Um, anyway, yeah, like everybody I can relate to in a, a small ways. Yeah. Um, you work with that person. You know that person. Mm-hmm. You go to that person's house, and it's weird to see people out of the element of work sometimes. Oh, absolutely. So you get all these weird, relatable concepts and you put them all into one movie and I don't know why this movie didn't do well. Probably because of the Beavis and Butthead thing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, that's that's the movie. We have been Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And uh, maybe Pandora one day, because you can get put them on Pandora now. Once again, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. Or you can follow us on Twitter, or both. But our Twitter handle is at FuntimeMovies1. That is FuntimeMovies and the number one. Like, subscribe, and share. Yes. Yeah, do all that stuff. Or what, what do they say on YouTube? Smash that like button if you like us. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. Just smash that like button. <laughs> With that, are you going to see a movie this week? Yeah. I know I am. Absolutely. We're watching Eraserhead. Aww. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, with that all said, yeah, just go watch a movie.